This is the Introvert's Bubble with Anang of Courageous Creativity, telling introvert stories, pushing ourselves to have more adventures and misadventures and to grow. Living life how we need it. As always, rating the podcast on any of the apps you listen to is always appreciated. Hi guys, I got one more really good interview for the season. So I have Katie here who is also an illustrator, but she also wrote a book called The Escape Manual for Introverts. And I actually have a copy here. And I'm not going to lie, I did a lot of laughing reading through this because some of these things I have completely done. And I love that you illustrated these pictures. So what? how did you get into illustrating and everything else you've done, done so far? Hi, yeah. So I actually, uh, I went to school for graphic design. Um, so I had an undergrad degree in that. And then I went to grad school for a couple years and still um, was in like the graphic design field. But um, after I graduated, I moved back home and was like, completely unsure of what I was doing next. And um, I learned a little bit about illustration and hand lettering when I was in grad school. So um, while I was still living at home after um, coming back from college, I opened an Etsy shop just as a way to like keep busy and um, practice illustration and hand lettering. And they put some of the artwork on greeting cards and they started selling pretty quickly, which really surprised me. But um, I I realized that I really, really loved that kind of work, especially um, the illustration aspect of it. So having my cards on Etsy led to some art directors seeing my work and some clients. And I got freelance projects that way um, for illustration work. And um, one thing kind of led to another. I got more projects from, you know, doing another project they did. And then um, a literary agent actually saw my work really randomly at a shop in um, New York City and reached out and asked if I had any book ideas. And I was like, oh my God, yes, I do. (laughs) But I thought books were like way off in the future, like something I wouldn't be able to do for a long time. Um, So I was really excited that the opportunity presented itself at that moment. So um, that was about in like 2015, I think. And since then, I've um, been working with the agent and she's helped me pitch my ideas to publishers. So um, yep, the the book you mentioned, The Escape Manual for Introverts, is my third book, actually, um, that just came out at the beginning of August. And before that, I had a book called Make Yourself Cozy, which is a illustrated guide to practicing self-care, and that came out last year. And then before that, I had an adult coloring book come out called Don't Worry, Eat Cake, and that was out in 2016, I believe. Um, so yeah, so I, I started in the graphic design world and I've kind of veered more towards the illustration book world, um, as of recently, but I still do some graphic design work, um, mostly take on illustration freelance projects and I still have my Etsy shop and I'm also working on a fourth book idea. See, I love hearing other people just having so many different things going on and they're killing it. Like, yes, it can be busy. Yes, it's hard and everything else. But just because we work by ourselves as introverts, we can still get a lot done. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I I think it's really interesting because um, I think about like what I would have done if someone told me back in college, like this is what I would have been doing, like working in like so many different fields really and working for myself and it was not at all where I expected to be but I feel like looking back now it really suits me um like being an introvert myself I feel like I work really well alone so kind of working for myself just fits really good I think um 
but yeah, I think for me, it's, it's been really helpful working, like having my hand in a bunch of different things because, uh, being self-employed, there are a lot of ups and downs. So, um, you know, like one thing may be super busy while something else is slow and then it kind of switches and like, you know, my book work might be busy and my Etsy shop will slow down. So for me, I like, I like working in a lot of different things. And, um, I also feel like I'd kind of get bored if it wasn't like that. I don't know. I think it's good to keep me busy. Yeah. I get busy a lot too. And also people are kind of like, why are you doing that? Like, don't you have money to, for what the other stuff? I'm like, technically, yes. Like everything (laughs) has a season, but there's also, I just want to do other things. Like, why do I get stuck with one? Like, I'm pretty sure you don't want to do Etsy your whole life. I don't want to do, I don't want to do podcasting everything I do. So I still do a lot of other things because, because I can. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Because you can, I think it's like, it keeps things interesting. Um, Yeah. Like if I'm working on something a lot, then I'm like, oh, I need to switch to something else. But then after a while, I'll be like, oh, I really miss that. Like with Etsy, like, oh, it's been so long. I should go back to that. And it's really nice having something like that that you can go back to. Yeah. And as I said earlier, like there's there's always a season, like the Christmas season, a lot of my apparel kind of comes up a lot. And especially like, yeah, it's pretty much before Christmas and t- into the new year because it's athletic leisure. So everyone is wanting stuff for themselves for Christmas, but also because the new year is like, I'm going to work out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. New year's is a big one for that. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I've, I've heard different times. Like I know like spring is really pretty good for a lot of people on the cards. I mean, like the holiday seasons really kind of seems to just pop up all the time. Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest one, like you said, is around like the holiday season in the fall and winter. Um, and then a little bit around like I would say like Mother's Day graduation and then summer is quite slow, but it's kind of like a rest before the busy season at least. Yeah, that's kind of been my thing. I do a lot of administrative stuff in the summer. Like I get all my back end stuff. I, I update all my freebies and all these different things I have going on. I kind of, I, I finish off all my podcast seasons ahead of time and I try to get oh, it done before then because the yeah, holiday season is, idea. the holiday season is crazy for me because I have a huge family I just don't have the energy for all of them all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah, I bet. But that's such a great idea to take care of all the little stuff in the summer. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how my season works. I know some people who take off um, like November and December because that's just how their flow in life works. Yeah, that's a good point. You kind of have to figure out what works best for you because it will look different from from other people. Um, it's kind of hard at first because I I, feel, I know when I started, I kind of felt pressure to do exactly what other people were doing just because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm still learning. Um, so I feel like you that's just something that takes a lot of time, in my opinion, figuring out like your flow and your season and what works for you. Yeah. And it, it also kind of helps with Figuring out what you want to do. I know so many people have the, well, I should get a normal job. I should do this. I need to make this much money. It's like, no, you really can survive on a little less than some what other people think you should, as well as right. how your job is. Like, I I have, my brother works night shifts, and he loves it. That works perfectly for fine for him. Everyone else is like, oh, you can get a better job and get, like, daytime hours. He's like, no, I'm awake at night. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's true. It really, yeah, it's really such an individual thing. Um, I know I definitely agree about like, you are sometimes surprised by what you can actually live by. I think um, being self-employed, in my opinion, you have to be a bit more like modest, I guess, with spending. I don't feel like I have to like live like super poor, but um, 
I feel like I just live modestly so that the fluctuations throughout the year kind of even out and I don't freak out when like one month is slower than the other because it all balances out in the end. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's hard to understand that. Like if you're coming from like a nine to five job, I've actually never had the traditional job. I've always worked for myself. So I'm just sort of basing that on what I hear other people say. <laughs> yeah. I think I've, I've had, I mean, technically normal jobs. I've had customer service jobs, which weren't normal hours. But the idea okay. of like, you need to work this many hours. This is what you are worth. Instead of like, if I did extra work, I wouldn't get paid more. Because right. it's part of that hour. That hour was we made, what, four, five, ten, twelve dollars, whatever they had at whatever time. That's what you get paid. You They work you hard. You don't get paid more by working more. You just... It's done. That's it. There's no exactly. no negotiation. <laughs> right. Yeah. To me, that sounds like that would be so tough to deal with. <laughs> yeah. I, it, part of me also would be working partially more because they would give me the, the slightly harder things or the stuff that I would have worked by myself. Okay. And so I'm kind of like, okay, I can work by myself. Y'all leave me alone. Or <laughs> I can be lazy. I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's really hard. I think um, yeah, I would probably struggle with that too. It's like, you could just kind of like wish the the time away, but that would drive me nuts to be like bored, I guess. Yes. And I, I didn't do that very long. It was pretty much mostly into college. I do okay. a few other stuff that's not part of my own business. Like I work at our, um, our local Renaissance festival. I help manage. Oh, that's really fun. Yeah. I help manage one of the shops there. And everyone's like, well, you can't be an introvert and work there. I'm like, yeah, I can. I literally <laughs> sleep the whole next day. <laughs> <laughs> right. I feel like that's such a misconception. Like, I feel like people just confuse it with being, like, shy or, like, socially anxious. It's, like, sometimes they overlap, but it, being an introvert doesn't necessarily mean that you're, like, bad at, like, you know, being outgoing when you need to for work or, um, you know, in social situations like that. I think, like, I personally am super shy and anxious, so I have, like, the trifecta of those things. But, yeah, it's just, I think it's about, like, whether it, like, energizes you or, like, makes you super tired because I would be the same way. I would have to nap, like, four and after all day before something like that yeah I usually take the because it's a weekend so on the Saturday Sunday I usually take the Friday before to like prepare myself as in like okay I need am I feeling tired okay I'm taking another nap do I need to eat more and then the Monday after I sleep the whole time <laughs> I, I don't think I think this last Monday I didn't wake up until 11 Oh, wow. And I went yeah, to bed. I blame you. Yeah, I went to bed pretty much the moment I got home. I took a very quick shower because there it's very dusty. Okay. You yeah. kind of have to. But like, I can be very outgoing there. I'm I'm kind of a character. And that's the, I think the difference for it is that I get to be a character there and it's not completely me. That's interesting. But yeah, like you can kind of step into like a different role. Does that feel, that must feel like freeing to you? A little bit, yeah. And part of it too is that the area I'm in, I'm allowed to be a little obnoxious. And so if people <laughs> say like weird things to me, I can I can give it back and not be like, okay. oh, I'm going to lose a customer. I'm kind of like, go away, you creepy person. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, I feel like you can kind of like vent some like frustration issues too if you need it in moments like that because it kind of fits with the character <laughs> yes and we also get to do glitter bombs so I feel slightly vindicated with this stuff <laughs> what's a glitter bomb pretty much you just you just throw glitter at people because um oh. the shop I have has glitter necklaces fairy necklaces and so okay. you just have 
glitter everywhere. So I'll just grab some, kind of like, you will get away from me, or you will get glittered. <laughs> <laughs> so angry, but so beautiful. <laughs> yes. And so everyone, there are some people who are deathly afraid of it, because that's, it's the herpes of craft world. <laughs> I've heard that, yeah, because it just is around forever. <laughs> yeah. I have to get my car professionally cleaned, like, in October after it's all done with. Oh, yeah, that's true. Do you find it in your clothes, like, in January or something, too? Yes. I usually get all of my clothes, not even clothes I haven't even touched the whole time I've been working here uh-huh. until after I take, everything gets washed, everything gets shampooed, everything gets vacuumed, like, I dust everywhere. I get the house professionally clean and then my car oh, professionally wow. clean. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I can see that, that you would need that because you would just keep finding it forever. <laughs> yes, I still find sometimes, but it's it's more manageable, like, oh, there's like two pieces of glitter there, I'm okay with that, instead of like, I just... I shook my jacket and glitter cloud happened. <laughs> I know, like, it's everywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Okay, I do I do want to get to the book because I have a copy here and I'm finding this very funny because, especially because I, I had an episode about mm-hmm. avoiding people one-on-one. And <laughs> some of the things in here, I was kind of like, oh, I've done that. I'm like, ooh, wait, that's a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, that was my hope that I'm sure like some of them of the excuses in the book might remind you of like the ones you already use, but maybe there'd be some some new ones to add to your repertoire. But um, yeah, a lot of it's just based on things, situations that I found myself in throughout my life and uh, like how I would wish I could get get out of it or, you know, all the ways I dream that I would be like brave enough to get out of it. Um, so yeah, it's just based on being an introvert and uh wanting to make something that kind of makes light of this feeling that I feel like a lot of introverts have, where like, sometimes it's a, a situation you want to be in, but you still also want to be home or sometimes it's just something you totally don't want to be a part of and you got sucked in. And um, yeah, just a way for introverts to kind of like commiserate and laugh together about that. Yeah. Some of these are, yeah, honestly, one of them I'm looking at like scenario four about scheduling important appointments around things. I'm kind of like, I actually never thought about that, but I've been <laughs> an unconsciously doing this. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Cause yeah, I, I've had moments when I've had like business meetings or work meetings and everything else. Like, okay, I'm thinking this is going to take an hour. I'll give it like an hour and a half, but just in case I'll schedule something in a little <laughs> later. And I, I don't even think about it. But I'm like, Oh yeah, I can't stay longer. I gotta do this. Cause honestly in Minnesota, we have this horrible thing called the Minnesota get- goodbye. Where it takes okay. us forever to leave. Because you, I'm like, oh, I'm going to leave. so funny. We're at someone's house, like, we're going to leave. We're going to stand up, and then we continue talking. And it literally okay. takes, like, 30 minutes to get us to the door. <laughs> That's so funny. I feel like I should move to Minnesota because I struggle with that all of the time. It's so hard leaving situations. And I feel myself, like, thinking, like, oh, I really, really want to leave right now. But the other person's, like not saying anything but then I realized they're just being polite and waiting for me to leave while I'm like I don't know is it okay so it's just like this endless cycle yeah and that's kind of how we are so the one excuse on here is how to walk backwards and I'm kind of like I should do that because I can get I can still move and slowly get myself out there I probably won't get myself out as fast as I want to but it'll get me out faster than if I didn't exactly I feel like that one seems like such a simple idea, but I've actually done it multiple times and I find that it helps because it's like so subtle and it doesn't feel rude. It's just like, oh, well, I guess here's my car and I'm getting in it. You know, like if you keep moving, eventually you will remove yourself out of a situation, but it's like a very like l- less abrupt way, I guess. 
Yeah, and I've talked to a couple other people, other introverts, about some of these things. And yes, there are levels of people who can do stuff. Like some people are like, oh, that being too embarrassing. And I'm looking at some of these things because <laughs> you have a ridiculous level. And I'm like, I would do these. I have done a few. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely takes a level of bravery. So the idea with the book was to organize it by chapters of familiarity. So it starts with friends and then goes to family, coworkers, acquaintances, and strangers, because I felt like those categories kind of require different um, like ways of handling them. So with like friends and family, sometimes you have to be like a bit more careful and it can't always be kind of like silly and weird, but um, when you're dealing with acquaintances or strangers, I feel like there's more room to get like kind of absurd with the excuses and escapes. And um, you can kind of be a little crazy with them because you don't have much to lose because you'll probably never see those people again. Yeah, I was looking at some of these ones. I, the one I really like was like my psychic said, and I'm like, oh, I could do that because everyone in my life knows I'm a little woo-woo. So I'm like, oh, I can say that. I can say I'm my astrologer. I can say the freaking moon phase isn't right. Like I will, t- I will use anything. <laughs> yeah, that would be very plausible for you, I think. I Yeah, like some of these ideas, I wanted them to be like just like specific enough so someone couldn't be like, oh, that's too vague or that sounds like too obvious of an excuse. Like, oh, okay, well, maybe you do actually see a psychic or an astrologer, like enough where it's like, okay, that sounds real enough. Yes. there's a, and Depending on what area you're into, and, and since a lot of those people are online now, you, you can't say like, well, there's no one in our town. I'm like, yes, there is. There's a lot of people online. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. That is like the one or maybe just a bonus of like living in this time period. Sometimes I get so angry at like the internet and social media, but that is a very good point about it. <laughs> yes. I was kind of, I keep going through some of these. I, 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 I've kept this in my bag for a while. Cause I like, okay, I'm, I'm going to keep looking at them just because it helps remember what's going on in here. As well as like, I always feel like it might be a nice hint for people. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like, leave me alone. I want to escape. <laughs> like, hint, hint, see what I'm reading. <laughs> yes. And that's also like, a really yeah. good excuse right there. <laughs> exactly. That's true. Yeah, that's a classic, I think. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of the things um, that I was hoping for the, the book to come across as like a, a way for, even if it's like someone who's not an introvert, but they know someone who's who's introverted, they can maybe understand that person a little bit more and be like, okay, it's not always a personal thing against me. It's just this person needs to like recharge or rest or like to them, home is just way more awesome than this party I want to go to. <laughs> yeah. And as, as I said in here that with friends and family, you have to compromise sometimes to still go, but you just give yourself an exit plan in the beginning. Like I like the one with kind of like take yourself on a tour around the house and just tour your way out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one really makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like that one, you will probably like, you know, make eye contact with some people. So there's like proof you were there and they're like, oh yeah, I remember her. But then you can leave. And, you know, if no one sees you leave, then that's great sometimes. <laughs> yes. And I have actually photobombed myself into so many pictures just so like I was there. They're like, oh yeah, there she is. She's in the back. Like me jumping in the background just to, so I know someone saw me. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's brilliant because then there's like photo evidence. <laughs> yes. And that way I don't have to like be a part of the picture like with them because I feel like that would require more conversation (laughs) right and then you could get stuck in it and it might be really hard to leave like the whole Minnesota goodbye thing you were mentioning (laughs) yes it's like oh no now now I'm in a picture with you do I have to be friendly (laughs) 
Right. It's much better just to like hover in the background, like you said. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I definitely do appreciate <laughs> the idea that this is, this has a humorous side to it. Cause I've, that's the reason why I started this podcast. Cause I, yes, I want to help other introverts and kind of just get over subjects that we all have problems with, but I also want to take kind of a, a lighthearted stance of it. It's not all like hardcore psychology to it all. Like it's just, we're kind of living. We're all kind of goofy. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I yeah, I really think that's important like you said like to be a bit lighthearted about it because there's a lot of stuff like books and media about like the more like scientific side of it, the more serious side, but I think there are so many of us and it's nice to feel less alone with things like this. Like I, I think growing up I didn't really know much about um introversion and I don't really think I like really learned like what it meant and and realized like oh that's me until I was like in my 20s maybe but it was such a like reassuring feeling like okay there are so many people like me it's not weird I think growing up I just thought like there's something wrong with me or I wasn't like enough of like outgoing or you know loud or whatever so yeah it's just kind of nice to like have fun with other people who are like you yeah and it's just kind of one of those little things that you just you just feel a little better. I, I, of course, always have a connection with books. They've always felt personal to me. And then having something like this around, because I love giving people books as well. So I will borrow this to someone else or I might gift it to somebody else. And I just, I feel it's, it's another way of me being personable with them, but without actually having to talk to them. Yes. Yeah. I mean, as an introvert, that's a really great thing, I think. But also because in that way, I feel like I, I can get closer to someone else and then we can actually have a deep discussion about the book I gave them. So that's yeah. Kind of, and I do, I go down two avenues there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really great idea. I agree. I always kind of felt like it's sort of like an intimate thing to give someone a book or to like recommend a book and have someone read it because I'm very much the same way where um, I kind of get like drawn into stories a lot. Um, I especially love fiction because I love like escaping into good stories. So I think it's like, yeah, when I recommend it to somebody, it's kind of a vulnerable feeling like, oh, like I really connected with this and I hope you do too. Because if not, you know, it, you know, it depends on the person if they might think like, oh, wow, like that's a really weird recommendation. But most of the time it's someone that you like and you're close enough to. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. It's kind of one of those things that just, Books are intimate in their own sense. So um, anything else you would like other people to know about your business or possible like future books or anything else? Um, I guess I could, uh, I could talk a little bit about my greeting card line that I have on Etsy. I just kind of mentioned it briefly um, when I was talking about like how I got to where I am, but um, I feel like my greeting card line is kind of tied into being an introvert. So I feel like I've always been really awful at talking about my feelings. So I sort of use that as inspiration for my greeting cards. So I write down the things that I want to say to the people that I love. And it turns out that like that just makes like a really good greeting card, I think, because there are a lot of people out there who struggle with that same thing. Like you want to say something, but it's so hard to like put it into words. But um it, my greeting cards so far seem like they really connect with people um, who are looking for that, like some sort of like heavy emotional or just, you know, something very like personal, but, you know, they had a really hard time with it. So my greeting cards have connected with a lot of people that way. And I think it's just something that's um, naturally inherent to being an introvert. And like I was saying before, I didn't really set out to um, 
do greeting cards, it kind of started as like a hobby in the beginning, but I really, really enjoyed that aspect. Like putting down like all of the crazy mess that's in my head onto paper. And uh, it kind of like, you know, shares these like very human feelings, I think. And it's a very cool feeling to have complete strangers connect with that and to have it be a part of their personal relationships. Oh yeah, no, that's definitely great. I will link your Etsy shop as well as the book and the show notes as well as the blog post so everyone can find okay. you and they will be able to find you on social media as well because once I get everything will come out, it will be connected to everything. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for coming on. It was great talking to you. It was so great to talk to you. And um, yeah, I hope we can stay in touch. I really like your podcast and I, I love your approach to it. Like you said, like making, you know, kind of like a lighthearted aspect to being an introvert and something we can all relate to. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for the links to the blog and my Patreon, where you can get more info, check out products. Hit me up on Instagram at the Introverts Bubble or Courageous Creativity. 